Kamenetsky Brothers Podcast, Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky on ESPN LA, uh, and of course, Andy, we're supposed to call them Apple Podcasts now. You can Apple find it Podcasts. on Apple Podcasts. Um, no longer iTunes. They're rebranding. Um, so it's it's a big day. Andy, yesterday, Tuesday evening, this happened. The third pick in this year's draft goes to the Philadelphia 76ers. The second pick will be made by the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes! 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 One pick in the 2000 NBA draft goes to the Boston Celtics. Boo! Really, the most, Boo. Impo- the most important bit of information that we got was that the number four pick was going to Phoenix. Right. And ironically... And I well for all the people who talk about the basketball gods and Luke Walton had we you know I don't need to play it but he he that came up that Phoenix who passed the Lakers and so the Lakers would have had Phoenix's combinations and and vice versa it was Phoenix at the two who dropped out on the Lakers by virtue of winning those five games at the end and Phoenix tanking actually. Uh, ended up getting there, and so the the basketball gods, as Luke Walton said, um, they they came through. Or as I choose to believe, the league made sure this happened. Oh, I've been saying this yeah. for the last four right. years. The the Laker the league has been very outwardly, and I think consciously, deliberately, and I think justifiably, Lakers for the last four years, allowing them to keep the picks that turned into Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell. Brandon Ingram and now TBD right. because of the way that they overstepped their boundaries with the Chris Paul trade basketball reasons hashtag never forget the league owed and the people, Lakers. people say oh it's well they never got the number they didn't get Ben Simmons they didn't get the number one pick all these they never got the number one well that's too obvious well it's too it's, obvious. you can't just hand him you can't hand the Lakers Carl Anthony Towns and then Ben Simmons and then you no, know you can only one. do that with the Cavaliers right you it's you, you know if you want to fix it three years in a row four years in a row no three the Randall pick that was theirs no matter what okay yeah the three years but three years in a row you got to get through this lottery thing um you can't make it too weren't obvious. there a certain amount of protections though with Randall I don't think I so. thought I thought Randall there was might have protection been, no I think they were pretty much where they were it was they were people were just hoping they would jump up okay well well either way though. The, the league has owed this to the Lakers, and as I've been saying for the past few years, this is one of those rare occasions where corruption is actually altruistic. It's beneficial for everyone. Everybody wins, and at this point, too, I as somebody who's been the gatekeeper of this cause, I am going to declare it now officially, the league has repaid its debt to the Lakers. This is now we can, done. We can all move on. No, we can all yeah. move on with our lives. I mean, Adam Silver, you're off the hook. You can we we it's been repaid. Yeah, every every at this point now the Lakers have gotten four straight lottery picks, three at three if not four of which were fixed. <laughs> pretty at, sure, pretty sure it's only three. But I'm just saying, either way, point, it's still three is pretty good. At this point, three is pretty good. At this point, get your bleep together, Lakers. Like right. it, it is no, you can no longer bitch and complain. About the Chris Paul trade, and and believe me, I say this as the guy who was leading. Yeah, You've died on that hill, right? Um, I was thinking about too. If the Lakers had lost that pick, 
I was picturing immediately Los Angeles turning into like Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> like we were going to be entering the post-apocalypse with like a dude in the fire guitar. We all we all become the Antifa or whatever those anarchists oh, who are oh, breaking I mean, windows. A, a Morton Joe would have been running Los Angeles. You'd be seeing forced body tattooing. Like it was going to get out of hand. And also, too, Tyler Ennis was a dead man. If, yeah. the, if, the Lakers, if the Lakers had lost it. Like, you would have seen Tyler Ennis in disguise at LAX. Yeah, you best get out of town quickly, yeah, I mean, my friend. You lost your you know, LA if he privileges. was smart, Tyler Ennis would already be out of town. I don't know. A few weeks ago, I saw um, Instagram I, photos of him and D'Angelo just in a saying, club. Were he smart, he would have already like, left town anticipating this very problem. Now, now because hang around. Tyler Ennis is actually a hero. Tyler Ennis played so well that he played the Lakers into that spot where they get to keep the pick now because if he hadn't, they'd be Phoenix and they'd be at the fourth pick and they'd go to Philly. I'm just saying, dude, like, forget losing your L.A. privileges. He would have actually had to give up his basketball career because of the the four to do something. Yeah, I mean, you you come to L.A. too often. There are a lot of expats. If you're in the NBA. You see, every time the Lakers go on the road, we see how many Lakers fans there are in different You're You're not safe just going to Milwaukee. I don't even know if you you can't play in China. <laughs> like, no, you can't go like, anywhere. Their Laker fans are everywhere. Like you're you're stuck essentially playing. I you ba- know. you know what you have to do is like you have Germany. To, you basically have to become um, in like Better Call Saul. Like uh, every time they yeah. open a season and Saul is running a Cinnabon. <laughs> yes. that's, that's basically what. Aren't you Tyler Ennis? Nope. The name tag clearly says Dale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's basically what we're at. Um, Would you like extra frosting? Right. Ex- exactly. Um, it, real quick, I don't want to get obviously don't want to get bogged down in the, in the Celtics thing here, but you know because we just talked about this with A. Martinez, we do something every week with KPCC in L.A. Uh, SCP uh, Southern California Public Radio, and it, it is kind of interesting that the the Celtics are at one, the Lakers are at two, and it's the the rich in terms of the marquee franchises getting richer. Holy bleep, the Celtics. You know they're in the. It, it should be noted it's in, Wednesday night they're opening. The, they are in the Eastern Conference Final. I don't think they're going to win, but they're there. They have cap space. They're going to be able to either draft or trade this pick for a, a star, um, and they have Brooklyn's unprotected number one pick next year. And the only reason they have it is like because Billy King. I'm sure when he was putting this deal together in 2013, he was like, "Well, we can't trade a number one every year. Like that's illegal." But we got to sweeten the pot a little bit. How about this? I'll, do I'll fool him into thinking this will be valuable. We'll swap picks in 2017. <laughs> like, that'll matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a. it wasn't that they owned Brooklyn's pick. It's a pick swap, and then they own it outright next year. Brooklyn, with no reason to tank this year, won like 12 games. Yep. They're awful. That is, I mean, the, the Celtics... Nets deal that sent Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett to the Nets and all those different picks back to Boston. That has to be the worst trade in modern sports history. It's got to be at this point because it didn't. How many? What was the best season that the Nets had off of that deal? Not that good. They made the playoffs and whatever. They weren't weren't, particularly good. They never. I mean, how long did they keep that crew around before Paul Pierce ended up with the Clippers and Garnett went back to Minnesota? It was like two years, three years. I forget. If that. And so it couldn't have been that long. (laughs) We're already here. Um, and it's, so, I mean, they did the deal in the off season of 2013. The important thing to remember here is that Mike Trudell, who's been uh, insisting that the Lakers are in a better spot than the Celtics, and he would rather have the Celtics stuff than the Lakers stuff, is wrong. He is wrong. It doesn't mean that the Lakers don't have good stuff. Nope. And, and you and I have been insisting all year the Lakers are actually in a great place 
for year one of a rebuild, which last year was. Last year was the first right. true year of rebuilding. The Celtics are in a better place. Right. Doesn't mean the Lakers can't catch them. All it right. just means so. Congrats, right? Congratulations to the Celtics. Um, it is an amazing. Boo! 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 It is an amazing thing what they have managed to pull off here, and will continue to pull off. And the and the stuff just keeps coming for at least another year. Um, yesterday, I was on Andy with uh, with with Mace. I was filling in for Ireland, uh, who is in Italy, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, probably still watching the lottery, which makes me sad. <laughs> Shouldn't be doing that. Um, and we had Rob Palinka on, and he came on, and you you've heard Rob talk mm-hmm. at this point many times, and he was doing the Quite sort the of Spengali. the yes the the best of all possible worlds. It doesn't matter if we keep the pick or not. It's okay. It's like, like every time Palinka calls into one of our shows, I picture him wearing one of those like headset mics. <laughs> like one of those that starts from your ear and comes oh, yeah. down to your mouth, even though that's not actually what he's using to talk uh, to the different hosts over the phone. <laughs> he just has that. He has that at he just, all times. He's just wearing it. Like uh, he, he's got he's, one of those Steve Jobs mics. Right, very Silicon Valley. Like very Every, Tom Cruise right. and Magnolia. Absolutely. There's no question. But he's, it's, you know, it's fine. We, we, we're playing. It does, all it means is we get to pick next year over this year. It doesn't matter. It's fine. You know, we, we're, we're happy either way. And, you know, he's like, and he said, he actually said this. I'm not trying. It's and it's not spin that I'm saying that. And I, 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 I the, the studio <laughs> was was moving uh, quickly at that point. There's a GIF going around of the actual footage of the lottery because if you see it, like they take one group of people and they lock them in a room and they they take their phones away, lock them in a room. They can't leave until after the TV show's over. And they there's a little like camera and they see when the numbers are being announced palinka going through and putting the combinations together and he realizes lakers have number two leans back in his chair prayer hands up to the sky and you can hear him say you can see him say thank you like so i think that was spinning i think rob palinka was spinning me and steve yesterday when he said it didn't really matter if they got to keep their pick this is monumentally important if you were somebody who doesn't want to wait four years five years for the lakers to get competitive again it's not that the 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 rebuild would have been derailed yesterday if it didn't work out but this speeds it up by at least two or three years i mean what's even more important with this pick than who the lakers eventually take you know if it's lonzo ball which is now considered the fate to compile just like you know everyone expects this is going to almost want them to take somebody else just to see what lavar does Or, you know, Markel Fultz, Josh Jackson, uh, Darren Fox. I mean, those whoever. are really the, the four guys right. that are even kind of close to the conversation. Who they take with this pick isn't nearly as important as the options that are created with having right. the pick. When, Magic- you are, when you are a rebuilding team, options are lifeblood. Yeah, Magic was asked that question on NBA TV. He said this. What this does is it, it gives us flexibility to do what we want to do. Um, so... You know, we have a lot of different scenarios we can go over, and uh, we'll see what's best for the Lakers, you know. And um, um, But also, too, we have cap space, too. So uh, we know that free agents want to play here in L.A. You know, they want to play for the Lakers now, and so we know that. And so it's exciting times for the Lakers, you know. We're not where we want to be, but we're, we're heading in the right direction. So They want to play for the Lakers now, which is Magic's way of saying eat it, Jim. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's what they've been doing a lot of that. I know it's not and it's not in it's not petty shade at Jim entirely. 
It's not. not. It's not. Not petty not shade at Jim. Not right. There's a little, a little bit of that. I mean, you know. I mean, you may have noticed over the past decade or so, Jim and Magic never seem close. Right. It's it. Okay. Let's <laughs> to use a version of the blame pie, which we invented and was stolen by by Mason Ireland. If you know, if you're making a a a purpose pie of what this is, it's like ninety percent probably, or some sort of giant percentage aimed at. Showing the rest of the league that the Lakers are back. We are a modern, professionally run organization. We've got a new building. We're going to have more than one international scout. We're going to have you know the best of everything, and so on and so on. And then whatever portion is left over, that's shaded. Jim. Sixty-five, thirty-five. You think it's that high? Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is built up for a long petty time. Shade. This is built up for a your long petty time. shade pie piece is a lot bigger than mine. Well, I mean, this is built up for a long time, and the messaging is out there either way. I mean, the percentage doesn't really matter. It could be ten ninety. The people who hear the message don't know. Now, the look, difference. when it, let's say the things don't work out for Magic and, and the Lakers and this goes south and whatever, and you start seeing Jim go on the record and throw Now, that will be a 90 10 petty shade, too. Uh, but I, that, that feels like a lot to me. Um, but either way, I mean, like, this is so monumentally important for because it's, it's this pick, it's the 2019 pick, which they get to keep, which, by the way, in the end, they gave up for as big of a debacle. As this Dwight Nash thing turned out to be, they gave up Andrew Bynum, who basically never played again, and two first rounders in a couple seconds, I guess. Yeah, like they got out and, of this and pretty damn. I was going to say they gave up <laughs> they gave up two second round picks and got back four. Oh, you're right. They did get some they back. Got back. You're right. They, they got, got back. Four they got back first picks. round. They got back not just first round. They picks. They got four second round picks in that thing. No, they got back four in the end. They ended up getting back four lottery picks because the way they ended up finishing right because they dodged year, right they dodged the bullet. Right. Plus, they ended up getting you know the Jeremy Lin pick. They ended up getting the Larry Nance pick. All in all, maybe it's a little late to say it now because they ended up losing their jobs. Mitch and Jim were kind of geniuses. They won. Yeah, but like they, th- I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this needle they were very discreetly excellent they threaded jobs. this needle like if, if somebody i'm sure will write down exactly what the accounting is because the lakers they also got like duhan and who else and somebody but like they traded ayenga remember like there was yeah. all there were so many moving parts to this earl clark earl i think clark. Earl clark went out oh i remember earl clark he's the one forward who ever flourished under mike d'antoni i was him and sean marion <laughs> the only two that Earl Clark, who was a very nice guy, real nice guy, wasn't really smart enough to run some of the other stuff he did. Once they got out of the D'Antoni system, it just wasn't going to work but out. But a really good guy. Really nice guy. Um, the, all things considered, man, because top three, Andy, protected. Mm-hmm. this, And it was the same last year, yes, too, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. So, uh, in the end, the damage for this wasn't that bad, and they'll end up with... Uh, with a rebuilt team out of this. So now, okay, the question becomes, obviously, what do you do? Um, you heard Magic talking about flexibility, and, um, you know, we all heard the Paul George thing. We've heard the, you know, we, we assume it's it's Lonzo Ball. Uh, certainly LeVar Ball, this courtesy of CBS2, believes it will be Lonzo Ball. I told him he was going to go to the Lakers. I'm going to speak it into existence. Boston going to take their Markel folks. He's a good player. I think he fits best with Boston. You can't bring him to L.A. He ain't ready for this. Only one person ready for this. It's that ball boy. I know I must be a genius to plan it this way. Yeah, far be it from LeVar to let that end without <laughs> pointing to himself. Um, but you know what? If LeVar was responsible for making this happen, good on him. 
You yeah. know, I don't care. That's fine. I'm not a huge fan, but hey, it worked. I'm a big fan of what he's attempting, attempting to, to do. do. I'm not I'm, a huge fan of him. I'm not a yeah. huge fan of the personality, or at times I doubt the methodology. Like there are times where I think Lavar's just in over his head, and it's funny to I mean I don't want to get us too off. Right, track, we'll come back. Is, we'll come back to Lavar and Lonzo but, in a second. It, but it's interesting though, because whenever people talk about the the big baller brain and what Lavar Ball is trying to do, they always talk about it and frame it as Lavar taking this big risk. The reality is Lonzo's taking the risk. Sure. It's and actually the other not kids are. Right. right. But I mean for the time being, Lonzo's the one we know is getting into the NBA. Lonzo's the one actually taking the risk, not Lavar. Yeah. Um and we'll come back to Lonzo Just and Lavar as a side here. Right? Cuz we have we have a poll out that we put out on Twitter we this have two morning. Polls. Uh, a couple polls. Yeah, so we'll we'll come back to that and when 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 there's more Andy data. Mm-hmm. Um a, a larger sample size. <laughs> At least an hour's worth. Right. <laughs> We want to make sure any nope any poll that we use on the Kamenetsky Brothers Lakers podcast will be scientific yes. or it will not be there at all, mm-hmm. Andy. <laughs> this is not this is not where people come for fake news. No, uh-uh. It's where they come for takes that may be wrong or poorly considered, but funny, but and funny, <laughs> mm-hmm. but not fake, not fake, not fake. No, this is this is real junk science. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> None of that fake stuff. No. Um, so, what do you what What is your gut instinct right now? Do you? I'll ask you a series of questions. Keep the pick. Trade the pick. Gut says to keep it. Okay. What if I said? Because the first thing I thought of again that would I want to see what happens to Lavar. But Sacramento's got the five and the ten. Mm-hmm. What if Sacramento said we'll give you the five, the ten, and you know. Which do you like better? Do you like Scal? Do you like Willie Cauley Stein? Do you like Buddy Heald? Pick one of those guys, the five and the ten for the two. I heavily consider doing that. Scal had like a forty point game or something like that at the end of the season. And in the meantime, Buddy Heald started playing better in Sacramento. I, I mean, take he, Willie Cauley Stein or, or Scal either. But like the point I don't being, know. I mean, pick which one you want. Right. Depends, one of those guys I mean, for and, that. It depends. And how, the five and the ten. You consider it. You definitely consider it. Because this is the fun part. It's like. You know, now, what I love about this is do, you know, you, oh, well, let me finish this question. Um, three of the guys who are left over, keep the pick, trade three of the guys from the, from the, the media guide for Paul George. No, I don't do that now. I don't think, I don't think the team you are left with is good enough to compete. Also, maybe not good enough to keep Paul George happy. Right. And as much as he says that he wants to be a Laker, remember, Dwight Howard used to claim he wanted to be a Laker. Dwight Howard I used to, I never thought he meant it, though. It doesn't matter, though. The, the point is, though, people say things. Sometimes you think you want something until you actually have it. Mm-hmm. And as much as Paul George may want to be a Laker... <laughs> You know what is a, I'll tell you right I think now. We all learned that lesson in November. Andy. But you know what? You know what is a crappy gig, being a Lakers star on a bad team. That's not a fun gig. No, that's true. It's awesome to be a Lakers star on a great Laker team. It's awesome to be the face of the Lakers on a contending team. Right, because not everybody is going to get the free pass that Kobe got when you're the star on the bad team. And by the, the way, too, it, it's easy to forget. Now there were periods where Kobe. Wasn't yes. getting much of a pass either. That's so true. So if Kobe's not going to get a pass, Paul George ain't getting a pass. Right, but it, during the Kobe era, the blame tended to go to the guy who was second rather sure. than the guy who was first. But 
when the next guy who comes in is not going to is going to be the guy who's but, but the, the initial transition though yeah from Shaq as the face to Kobe no Kobe got face, a lot of Kobe got a lot of flack wasn't always fun for Kobe um I just I one one people ask us we see it on the radio they tweet us whatever what do you think this front office is going to do like what kinds of front office do you think it's going to be how are they going to operate you know and all that kind of stuff and we've heard Palinka talk about you know we're going to be aggressive and we're going to have every every situation is going to be accounted for and this and that whatever and i totally believe him you know he is going to be ultra prepared and whatever but if you wanted a window into what these guys would do quickly you needed to keep this pick yeah because now we can see it now will now they have options some people i heard like brez yesterday when when he was on with us said um you know, he thought if they didn't keep the pick, it puts more of an impetus on trading young guys for Paul George. And I said, now I, I disagree with him. You can't. I agree with because you. Because you don't have the stuff at that point. You just you don't have enough stuff left over. The, the only reason that would happen is if you are just so desperate for a star. If like what Jeannie Buss said in that, I think it was uh, either Forbes or Business Insider podcast, um, where she lamented the idea that the Lakers may not have an all-star at next year's All Star, right? If you if you think they'll panic LA. for that kind of if, thing, it, I was going to say if that if Jeannie is representing the general mentality of the organization, and I really hope she's not, that would be the type of right. impetus for making you know basically clearing the decks for Paul George and then trying to build around Paul George with a bare cupboard, which I think is a terrible, a terrible idea. idea. And I think they would agree with you. And I think Magic, they've all kind of diffused that sort of talk. And then Magic was on last week at the you know when he was at the combine, I heard him on NBA TV talking about how. You know, they may keep their powder dry, as they say, for the 2018 free agent class, or as I call it, the um, uh, the Tyler Zeller class. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make sure you have your money for him. I, I don't. I think you know they could afford to be patient anyway, and now they can really do what they want to do. They can be patient. They can build around these young guys. There's no reason that Lonzo Ball and D'Angelo Russell can't play together. I agree. There's no reason. Um, and so the notion that you have to get rid of one or the other, I think is silly. I'd take a run at, I think, you know, I take a run at Gordon Hayward if by some, and I think it would be a long shot, but if, you know, you can get him to come here now. Okay. Now maybe you make a trade for Paul George, right? because then you're teaming up Paul George with Gordon with Hayward, Gordon Hayward and, and whoever's left and over. And you've got, I was going to say, you've got enough assets at this point that you're still not without, you know, you could maybe trade some of those assets for a third guy. Sure. And Paul, you know, Paul George to me is right at that. He is the best of the non, you know, one of the best of the non elite guys. Like if this guy's on your team, you have one of the elite. He's in that tier below. Gordon Hayward and 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 Paul George are, I think, sort of. I think you could have a, a really vigorous debate over which guy is better. But I think they could play well together. I think they're both the type of stars that people want to play with. I agree. They adapt well to different things. Positionally, I think it works. There's all kinds of stuff that you can do with that combination. Um, you know, so that that's like the potential option you could do. But otherwise, I I don't I don't I don't see I'm a I'm more of a proponent when it comes to George of rolling the dice and waiting to see if he'll come in twenty eighteen. I assuming he won't make an all NBA team and he will leave Indiana at that point. I think you can make really you can make really compelling cases both side on both sides, and ultimately you're taking a risk either way. Right. I think I think the bigger the, the, the it is a bigger and bolder swing just to wait and be like, let's see if we can keep our stuff and add the guy. Oh no, it, it make is. ourselves I mean, more it's, appealing. It's a big risk in doing that because if Indiana feels like 
they're not going to be able to create a team that makes Paul George happy, and it doesn't help that he got swept out in the first round. And you know, the Celtics getting to the Eastern Conference Finals is bad for Laker fans because if anybody is nervous, and they got Paul one Ge- pick, if Paul George and the Celtics could mutually decide that that franchise is one player away. From true contention. I mean, forget whether or not they could beat LeBron or whatever. You have to put yourself in the position right. to try. Well, they're already – look, by definition, they are in the Eastern right. Conference Finals. They are in yeah, contention I, 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 already. I put this out on Twitter, and some people were like, what do you mean one player away? That you know, they, they went to Game 7 against the Wizards. That series doesn't go seven games if they have Paul George. It's a six- or five-game series. Probably, and two, it's like, you know, you think about it this way. They are – you know, even if they 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 make a George trade, and you still say oh, the other guy's got LeBron. Okay, it, their season might come one day when LeBron twists exactly. an ankle. Exactly, and now exactly. they're the best it's team. It's a young enough group that you can work and build off it. And if Paul George goes to Boston, it's not that hard to picture him deciding. You know what? I, I'm necessarily all that excited when right. I got here, and but this is pretty damn. Got good. a better chance of making an All NBA team yep. if you're on a first place team, you know, yep. first or second place. You're right. It doesn't work out very well. Um, so it, it's, it a is, it's a risk. It's, it's a, a risk. roll of the dice either way. Because the flip side is, if you get if you have to gut a lot of your assets to bring in Paul George, you limit your ability to build around it. Right. And but the, you could argue that's counterproductive. Yeah. No. No question. Uh, what I love about the way where the Lakers are right now, and they didn't again, they didn't totally get here on purpose, but they've drafted well, and I think with to some degree with this in mind, they've drafted very well. They don't. They're in a position where they can wait and still have value for their guys because, you know, setting aside, you know, some of the contracty type things like when guys become free agents and Randall's going to be a restricted free agent next year. Eventually, people are going to have to start paying these guys. There's nowhere where on the roster you look at and you say, well, that guy's got to move like they, they, they don't have a Jaleel Okafor problem on their roster. You could Russell and, and Lonzo. That can work. You can play them together. Uh, you know, if you want to play Josh Jackson next to Brandon, Brandon Ingram, Ingram that that's fine. Work. That works. You want to sign Paul George, play him next to Brandon. That all, all of this stuff works. You know, you could argue, well, okay, center. Well, they got Zubats, but okay, what do you do with Zubats and Randall and Nance? What about Ingram if he's going to be? A, so you know, they've got decent players, but there's no reason you can't put out a lineup that has their young players in it. They don't have to trade one of these guys uh, right now, and that won't change almost regardless of who they draft. Um, but, you know, we all assume it's going to be Lonzo, but, you know, if it was, th- that doesn't change. So they're really in good shape to be patient if they want to. Take an extra year, get either Dang or Mozgov closer to where it's not such a big deal to stretch them, or maybe you wouldn't have to give up quite as much to get, rid- get them off the roster. There's no reason necessarily to hurry, especially in Magic set as much, especially when you consider these guys have a little bit of house money to play with because everybody's so happy to have the old group out now in the meantime too a like you said the expectation is they're going to take lonzo ball with number two certainly it's lavar's expectation i told him he was going to go to the lakers (laughs) (laughs) pretty much it the question is right i mean he's got never lost undefeated never lost well look there's a commonality between LeVar Ball, Rob Palenka, and Donald Trump. And it's that all three have been really operating through the power of trying to speak something into existence. I mean, whether you like Trump as president or not, him getting elected speaks to the power 
of speaking yourself into a certain place. To some place. degree, I could agree I mean, with that. He, I understand he, what you're getting the, at. It was the power of... It's an interesting bra- idea. It's the power of branding in a lot of ways. I yeah. mean, Ramona Shelburne, by the way, you should read her piece on the Ball family. It's really good. But she said, too, that she she sees a little bit of that Trump quality you know, in LeVar Ball. I mean, that specific part of it. She actually talked with LeVar Ball about Donald Trump, and Donald she, LeVar made it clear he's not a particularly big fan of Donald Trump in a lot of ways. So they're not... They're not similar in all ways. No, but, but it's, not, it's, not a, part, it's not a politics. It's not, you're right, not making exactly. a political argument. Right, exactly. And Rob Palinka does a lot of, as we've talked about before, attempting to speak into existence. If, if you put out a narrative enough, it becomes reality. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think there's there's a lot of truth that if you say something over and over again, now you have to follow that up, and the Lakers are doing it. You have to follow that up with tangible stuff. Right. And, you know, and that's the problem that any president would run into when they become obvious. You, know, you say what you want to say to get yourself there. Certain presidents reality. more than others. It, it, it is. Uh, he seems to be in some hot water. I I'm don't think that's a controversial political opinion. We don't know yet if LeVar Ball is better at keeping secrets than Donald Trump. <laughs> I picture, I picture for the time being, LeVar Ball better at, at keeping classified information maybe, secret. Maybe. You don't know, though. Um, both like to brag. They but do anyway, like to but, brag. But, the, you know, what the Lakers are doing and what Palinka is doing, and they did yesterday, did it on our show, was the the brand, the rebranding of the Lakers. And, you know, and, and that is is played a significant role and will only help this stuff go on. Um, any shot you don't take, Lonzo? Like, if, if De'Aaron Fox... The Lakers, it's been reported, would love to get De'Aaron Fox and Lonzo Ball together in a head-to-head workout. That is not going to happen. <laughs> Good luck with that. That is not going to happen. Um, and if I'm, if, in fairness to Lonzo and Lavar, no way in no, hell I'm doing that. Same reason. The same reason. Only bad things can it's happen. The same reason Lonzo and a lot of other prospects very rightly did don't Skip do, the combine. right. Or if they go, they just go to network. Right. No way in hell I'm letting that no. happen. Um, but let's say he. De'Aaron Fox comes in, kills it, whatever. They love Josh. He's Jackson. really good. Is that would you would you take someone else? Yes, I I think you should take who it the, best player or best fit. Um, I would my I don't think best fit exists for a team like this. I agree with you because they have needs totally everywhere, totally and they also have you. a lot of flexibility. Like totally Brandon Ingram's position in the NBA. You can argue as TBD. Yeah, he can play anywhere two through four. Right, maybe. Even I don't. One. Th- I don't think he'll maybe. ever be a true one, but he can. He can handle the ball like a point right. forward. D'Angelo Russell's position look, is I mean, TBD. If it, when Giannis came into the league, if he said that guy is a future point guard, right? I don't think most people would have said that. So I mean, there's there's a lot of flexibility. So I don't think best fit even exists other other than maybe best fit into the culture. Best sure. fit into the culture, I think, is very important. And I feel like LeVar is a great fit totally <laughs> to the Laker culture. Into but, like, Boston gonna take Markel, folks. He's a good this is why I would say, yeah, I mean, for the time being, I'd absolutely consider taking Josh Jackson or De'Aaron Fox or whoever for two reasons. One, I don't think the Lakers should already have made up their mind. Like, the idea that they already know, to me, is one of two things, or maybe both. A, it's laziness. Or B... It's them wanting to make the biggest splash with this right. pick, and that is often an awful reason to make a decision. Look, I mean, so look, they should not. Have Lonzo their mind is the big. Lonzo is the big up. splash. There's no question. There's no. There's no. They're not lazy. Like this group is not going to be lazy. 
I tend. To I don't agree. think the last. You know what? And I. I don't think the last group. Was Whatever. Lazy. I'm just saying if you've made up your mind. So already. if it's not laziness, which it isn't, it, you know they're they're not inclined to that. Then it would be the the splash making. And there's no question, Lonzo is a bigger splash, and you're bringing in that star, the sort of the 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 sun around which like sort of the rest of the operation can orbit. If you bring him in, that is not the case with Josh Josh Jackson. Um, you could certainly make an argument that they need what Jackson brings in terms of being, they say, the best two-way player in this draft. Um, and a two-way wing. Yeah. And this is this is a league where two-way wings are extremely important. Right. No question. Um, we put out a couple polls this morning because the inevitable question, if it is Lonzo, and in fairness to the Lakers, if you're if they're focused right now on Lonzo, it's pretty much in line with most of the draft boards, at least that I've seen, that have Lonzo as the second-best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're reaching for a guy just because he's a star and it's out of position. Um, I, You put out a poll this morning as to whether or not the Lakers should draft Lonzo or LeVar. And currently right now, 620 votes in, it's almost a split. Lonzo is leading at 52%. But LeVar Ball, who we all know could have beaten Michael Jordan one-on-one, and he's never lost, he's holding his own. He's at 48% right now, and there's still time before the poll closes. I do feel like there's a threat, just because people are so used to, when they talk about these guys, talking about LeVar and not Lonzo, mm-hmm. of the Lakers writing the wrong name on the card. <laughs> just It's like you just, and they both start with L, and yeah. it's like it's, it, it would be an easy mistake to make. And they're like, oh, crap, we really did. Draft it's similar LeVar to my Ball. theory about how the Lakers ended up with Mozgov as the twelve one call. Mitch butt dialed him, <laughs> and then just and felt then bad. It's, about well, it's awkward. It. I right. mean, at that point, it's awkward. Uh, well, I don't want to make our a relationship with the agent any worse. Four and sixty four. How about sixty four million? All right, Team Fay, thank you. Um, this morning on the on our morning show on ESPN LA, George Sedano put up a poll. Do you believe that Lavar Ball will be a distraction if he is drafted? If Lonzo is drafted by the Lakers, fifty seven percent say yes. Um, the the follow up though for that question, the part that really matters, because I agree with you, Lonzo, it's at or Lavar is going to be a distraction because we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Lonzo or Lavar Ball, where we would not be spending time talking about Josh Jackson's dad or De'Aaron Fox's parents, or whatever it might be. That's not going to happen. The follow-up that kind of matters, though, is if you think he's going to be a distraction, would it prevent you from drafting him? And there, 64%, and this is on our poll uh, at Cam Brothers, say no. And that's where I am. If you think Lonzo is the best player, you take him. You don't not draft him because you're worried about LeVar. No, I would draft Lonzo, too. And, And I don't suspect any team would pass on Lonzo because of LeVar. But I will say this, any team that drafts Lonzo Ball, and that includes the Lakers, especially the Lakers because you know that means LeVar's living an hour away, you need to be wary about this. And I think you need to have a game plan in place, and you need to know exactly where the line is, and you need to explain that line to LeVar. Because I, you know, I hear a lot of people on our morning show, which basically doubles as LeVar Ball's show, um, well, I feel bad for LZ because he's going to lose his job. L- uh, LZ is pretty much out, I think, at this point, right? LZ is on it's the It's going verge. to be the George, Keyshawn, and LeVar show. Or really well, the no. LeVar, yes. Keyshawn, Come and on. George Get show. Get it right. Get it right. It's, Never lost. Never lost. It's going to be third on the It's marquee. going to be LeVar Ball, 
with Key right. <laughs> and Sedano. With like, with with Lavar. It'd be like in movie credits, he'll get both the title credit, Lavar Ball, in the morning show with uh, you know, Keyshawn and George with Lavar Ball. Well he'll get the with he'll and, get the with and and, and the and. and the and with Lavar Ball and Lavar Ball, but also the title credit where he's the marquee star. <laughs> and he'll also get two uh, at the end the introducing. Right. Introducing. <laughs> introducing. Ball. So he will have six credits <laughs> yes. on a three-person radio show. Not be entirely satisfied with just six, but it's a start. Right. He gets it's the and, the with, and the introducing along with the, the title credit. It's, it's a good start. But, I mean, the idea that LeVar Ball couldn't grate on Lonzo's teammates, that's an issue. And then on top of it, this is a very young team where everybody is looking, you know, to carve out their space in the league and, you know, protect their territory. And if you've got an overbearing presence in LeVar that I don't think it's impossible to picture being vocal about trying to create a setup that is first and foremost, not just best for Alonzo, but best for Jello and Mello as they enter the league, that can be problematic. And I also want a situation where Jello and Mello, Lavar insists, and everybody insists, have to go to the Lakers like Goron and Zoron. <laughs> like that kind of setup, I want to see. And, you know, in the morning show guys, and, and Michael Thompson, who's become an honorary uh, morning show guy, so he can talk more about or with Lavar, um, you know, they, they keep insisting that Lavar is going to know where the line is and that he's not going to become that type of distraction. He's going to focus on Jello and Mello, and, you know, he's not going to do this with a guy like Magic Johnson. I'm not sold on that I yet. See, here's where I think they could run it. I don't think they're going to run in any trouble with you're not playing my kid properly. I don't think he – I don't think he – I think he understands the politics of, of that, that you can't take on Magic Johnson and win because as, as popular as, and as interesting as LeVar thinks he is um, – He's not you don't you don't take shots at Magic Johnson in this city. You will lose, you know. And so where I think this I think he's smart enough to understand that dynamic where I think it could become problematic is if things don't go well with the brand. If and this, by the way, goes a long way towards the those shoes selling a lot more than they would have otherwise. Um, You know, him in L.A., the hype that's going to be around it can't work out any better for the big baller brand. But if, you know, when these shoes finally arrive in November, somebody's going to take a saw and cut it in half and whatever and look at it and be like, oh, they did this wrong and this is cheap and whatever it might be. And somebody's going to complain about their shoes not fitting and can't get a refund. And somebody's going to complain about the customer. And there's going to be some controversy and backlash around the, the brand itself. If Lonzo doesn't blow up right away, um, you'll see maybe some some talk from LeVar about, I don't think it'll have anything to do with the Lakers, but the process about the shoes. It's things that are connected to the brand that those types of things, if something goes south with that, I think are where the distraction is going to come. I don't think it – oh, it's not going to be him getting out of line and popping off about magic. No, but it, but it could it, – to me, if you are getting out of line and popping off about how the way the team is run, that could be adversely affecting the brand – 
then at that point you might as well be taking shots at Magic because you're talking about the way basketball. But I'm not talking. About, I'm not even saying about how the I team think is run. I'm not even saying these are all things. I that think are, to me they're impossible to. Okay, separate. well maybe, but I just think I think you can you can have situations where he never mentions the Lakers, never mentions how Levar one Lonzo they're is one being the used, same. they're one in the same. Complains he's, about he's, anything. He has been willing his son to the Lakers. Maybe why? Because that's be right. best for the brand. You be right. They're but one in the same. Either way, I, I expect there will be a distraction. I don't think it's a reason not to take Levar if you think Levar is better than the other. Guy. I, I agree, but um, it, but it you got to be prepared for it. You're I right. was going to say it's a gotta be reason. I, I guarantee there are execs around the league who are already picturing and cringing the conversations with Levar. Yeah, there's no question. Um, all right, well that's that's this. That is the Lakers um, winning. Like this, this was a big win, huge. This was big, and you know, again, go to the Rob Palenka gift where he's praying and saying thank you to you know the the, the basketball gods after uh, telling us that it didn't really matter. <laughs> didn't believe him then, and they really didn't believe him after the video. Um, obviously, a lot more to talk about once uh, the Lakers get closer. They'll start bringing guys for the workout. We didn't even get to the twenty eight pick, uh, which I think the, the the results of the lottery have some interesting impacts on what they might do at 28 and what maybe they should do at 28. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about who they're bringing in. We'll talk about all this stuff as we get closer to the draft over the next month or so. Uh, great day for the Lakers. Great day for basketball. Great day for America. And great day for debts paid. For paid. Good for the NBA for coming through on this one. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We'll see everybody next time.